Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Shape the Culture's weekly message. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Um, you know, we come through with an authentic, innovative, creative sermon every week. If you are a first time listener, I really just want to take the time out to say thank you. Um, I appreciate you so much tuning in, however, you found your way here. I hope that you, as you listen, you find something that inspires you, gives you some life, feeds your spirit, awakens the spirit of God living inside of you. Um, Make sure that if you do enjoy what you hear, you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, or you can also subscribe at shapetheculture.org. And that way you'll get a a message from me, your host, Malcolm, every Monday with a little personal note in it. Um, For my continuing listeners, thank you so much for tuning in again. I hope that you continue to find something that motivates you, inspires you. Um, This week, we are going to continue our series, uh, Soul Food, which we just started last week. This week, we are continuing our series, um, which I have told you is titled titled Soul Food. This series focuses on the metaphors of eating in the Bible. Um, And with this series, my goal is really to use these metaphors that we see of eating um, to give us time to investigate and also meditate on what we consume and intake, but also what we put out because what what goes in also has a way of coming out from time to time. Um, And these metaphors really relate more to our thoughts, words, actions, and content more than the actual food we consume. And and I hope to make that clear to you as we continue on in this series. Um, I know last week we started by taking a look at the story of Ezekiel when he swallowed the scroll God had prepared for him. And what this did, this story for me, and what I hope I shared with you, really gave us insight on how God has prepared us for life from the very beginning. Since birth, since before you were created, you have had a purpose. You have had, you have been beautifully and wonderfully designed and created. Um, And we really have to learn how to trust our insight and our intuition because I believe that's what leads us in the direction that we are meant to go. When we learn to tap in and really trust our gut feelings, we start to see a shift for the better in our lives. So this week, we are going to go ahead and skip ahead to a story that many people are familiar with. Um, This is the story about loaves and fish that fed 5,000 people. It's a miracle of Jesus. Um, I know it's a very popular story. There have been a lot of sermons on it. Um, And I think that as we continue to look at the story, as I continue to reread it at least, I find that there's some really awesome points inside of these scriptures um, and as I, was, as I was doing my studying for this message, it really led me to understand the principle behind everybody eats. And that's the title of this message. Our verses are going to come from the book of John, chapter 6, verses 5 through 13. And, there, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And they read like this. Jesus soon saw a crowd, a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all of these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. 
Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When we read and learn about this story, the first thing that's always been pointed out to us, that the first thing that we're really amazed to see is how everybody that was there that day ended up being fed. And while this is a miracle, I agree, I want to take a focus, I want to take our focus and look more in depth at what that really means and how that really came to be. See, because there's a backstory. Before everybody was fed, the disciples were filled with doubt. And, and I never really looked at this or recognized this before. And when I think about it, I think of that the disciples being the ones closest to Jesus, they were the ones that were considered his friends and brothers. They were the ones who were learning from him each and every day. I think they got a little cautious, a little, a little protective because on this occasion, there was a huge crowd of people looking to learn and be around Jesus. And it says that the people are rumored to be around 5,000. That's a massive crowd compared to the 12 Jesus usually had around him. And so we read not only in this version of the story, but in other versions as well, that the disciples were looking for the people to disperse after a certain time. They were ready for them to go. They thought that since the people wouldn't have enough to eat, that they would naturally start making their way home. And then as I began to reread these stories in all the Gospels, I began to think of why the disciples would be so eager for the crowd to leave and how they didn't think about providing food for the people. Only Jesus is the one we see noted to have cared enough to ask, how could these people be fed? And so in this particular version of the story, we see it for ourselves because we see Philip and Andrew blatantly show their opposition to even thinking about feeding all these people. And then Jesus tells everybody to sit down. He thinks of a creative solution. And so when Jesus performs this miracle, I think it was really to show the power of compassion to his closest friends. See, by providing for the 5,000 that were there to see him, Jesus demonstrated that there is enough for everybody. There is enough of the Spirit of God for everybody to enjoy and accept their anointing. We don't have to be selfish with our gifts, talents, our faith. We can encourage everybody to feed themselves, and we can also take the time to pour into and feed others. By doing this, we see that everybody begins to become fruitful and abundance grows for everyone. And so after the miracle is performed, we see that 5,000 people are fed and, the, and only the disciples are left. And Jesus looks around to them and then tells them to gather the leftovers. And so as they begin to do this, they start realizing and learning that each of them has a basket full of food. This was another miracle. See, the disciples had to learn how to be comfortable with their serving size. At first, they had doubts about the people staying with them. And they went from not knowing if they would be able to feed the people to seeing everybody full and having enough for them as well. And so they learned that when you're comfortable with your serving size, you're not worried about how much you'll receive or necessarily how you'll receive it. You know that the spirit of God is going to look out for you. The universe itself has enough resources to abundantly provide for us all. 
part of our learning process and part of our purpose is to understand that what we need comes when we need it, need it, and will never leave us in lack. It's not about having the most or trying to get more than we can handle. It's about learning how to handle what we are given, getting the most out of what we got. From five from five loaves and two fish, 5,000 people were fed because thanks were given to God and acceptance brought the abundance. It's not about the literal translation, but the symbolic meaning. Giving thanks, being comfortable with what we're giving and putting our trust in something higher and bigger than ourselves paves the way forward for all of our needs to be met. One part of this story that that stood out to me this time around when I was studying was the boy, the little boy mentioned in this story. And see, because the boy was really the catalyst of this whole miracle when we think about it. It was his five loaves and two fish that fed the whole crowd. And, And let's really break this situation down. Because the principle of giving to receive is so real. Imagine if the boy had been stingy with his food and he and he had every right to be. He could have said, no, I don't want to share. He could have refused to accept his role as a giver and really failed to be part of the miracle that he was destined for. When Jesus and the disciples asked for his food, the boy was on time for his appointment because part of his anointing was to be able to have the courage and heart to say yes to Jesus and offer up his food. Imagine the boy's feelings when he realized that his one serving size lunch ended up feeding 5,000 people. These 5,000 people then then had the opportunity to sit and learn from Jesus even longer. This miracle was really meant to be a communal miracle. I told you that there is enough for everybody. Everybody eats. The more comfortable we become with giving, the more we allow abundance to enter into our lives. And that's what this whole situation was about. It was about learning and and people feeding themselves, but this feeding themselves with the knowledge and wisdom from Jesus Christ. In this situation that they were in, no food meant that they would have had to go home. They would have had to leave. They would have missed the opportunity to continue to sit and learn. But the boy providing the food and then Jesus having compassion on the people allowed everybody to receive more abundance. And so you really do have to give to receive. And the disciples, they had to be comfortable with everybody being able to feed from Jesus and learn and soak up that knowledge. So everybody eats. That's a that's a popular phrase that I know we, we hear a lot, especially like in the hip hop community. Um, shout out to Pay to Fool the movie for the inspiration. Um, But when we really think about the principle of everybody eats, it it means that we all take, it really is, it really coincides with the message of each one teach one. You know what I mean? That we, that we all make sure that we look out for each other, whether whether it's mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, we should all be pouring into each other, filling ourselves up so we can pour into others, paying it forward, passing it along, you know, paving the trail for others behind us. That's what, that's what it means when everybody eats. That as a community of people that we all look out for each other, that we all have enough compassion to feed and pour into each other. So thank you once again for making it to the end of a Shape the Culture message. Um, I hope, like I said, that you found something that really inspired you, that set you on fire, that you took something away that you can start participating in and implementing in your life tomorrow, today. Um, 
Make sure you subscribe at shapetheculture.org. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. Love you all. Talk to you next week. Peace. I'm out.